Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. Josie, Josie, Jose, Jose. Jose. Yay! It's another epic zone of the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. We are here, we are here, we are here, we are here, we are here. You are there, I am here. You are there. So, it's the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. Jose, I believe we're recording part two. Oh, are we recording? Part two? You're so funny. Well, now That's I'm going to get you know, some questions. Do you know how you funny get. you are? You know, this is how funny you are. You ready? <laughs> That's how funny you are. <laughs> are your lips nice and moist now? By the way, for those of you uh, listening and not seeing, by the way, you can listen and see our episodes on YouTube, Public Speaking Experts Show. Jose just paused. To moist his lips. The power of the pause. What can I say? It is important. And then it's important that you are hydrated. And yes, you don't want to be smacking. So sometimes you could be smacking with your lips as well. Smacking who? Well, I'm going to smack you if you smacking. don't just leave me alone. Where did you ever hear that terminology? Smacking. Is that what they... Oh, the smacking like... with your mouth. Like... Is that what they mean? When you people... You do that? No, not that one. When people go... Right, well, How's now it, it is my turn to ask. Look, How it's it my go? turn to ask you. The what? The... Are you recording it? <laughs> no, I'm not recording it. Go on. Ask my guys. Part two. So today we are. So part one, we did Jose. So what we did is we, we've gathered all the most, um, the common and the biggest and most popular questions around public speaking. And we did 10 questions. So that was part one. So you haven't listened to that. Do listen to that. And then part two is me today being grilled by Jose. He's going to ask me 10 questions. I don't know what they are. I just know they're the most popular public speaking questions and I have to answer them. Um, what, who's who's sponsoring? So who's the sponsor sponsor today? Jose, very quickly in two words. Bros in marketing, the show reels of your dreams. All right. We'll do a proper break after fifth question, but over to you. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I get to ask Elliot questions. How old are you? That's got nothing to do with this public speaking. Okay, I'm sorry. So but what, I'm 46. Okay, I'm fit at 46. <laughs> I love it. So what information would you use to sketch out a speech structure? What information would I use to sketch out a speech structure? <clears throat> okay, so I guess what they're really asking is how would I choose the right structure to convey the information? Would that be about right? So I would that ask. Be a version, yeah. I would ask who's the audience? Uh, what is their particular pain problem? What keeps them up at night? What have previous speakers that have gone down well presented? Uh, and you know. What is the caliber of clients, even in terms of their earnings and things like that? I would look at that. So I'd scope the audience, the type of event, and the length. Then from that, I would either engineer a structure that works for the audience, like today I was working with someone, 
and she's changing her talk for an event we're doing. And so because what she wants to communicate, excuse me, <coughs> didn't really fit into the structure as I would teach, I then engineered a structure to communicate that, which is different from the numeral structure. So I would find out what's behind the juice, and then I would take the juice and drop it in the right blender so you get the right mix to drink at the end. That's why I would do it. Okay, and then you before that you buy the fruits as well. Fantastic answer. Exactly. Well done, you Elliot K. Are you gonna give me the transition sound, please? How do I prepare for a speech? Wow. From beginning to end. Okay, so it's such a big question. So how do you prepare? So assuming you have a speech in mind, okay. Here's what you do. First things first. You, again, very much what I said before, know who you're speaking to, know what works, know what doesn't, know what other people have done that works well. Find a structure that works, that works for you, that allows you to be free with your presentation and your talk, but still lead you to the outcome you want. Integrate stories uh, that help emphasize the point. Use content that's relevant to the audience. Practice it at least 50 times, minimum 50 times, before putting it out there. Practice them in front of people. Get feedback. Ask them to rip it apart and help you put it back together again. Do it again and again and again. Record it. Watch it back. Record it. Watch it back. Record it. Listen back. Record it. Watch it back. Record it. Listen back. Record it. Watch it back. Right? Then what I would do as well is on the day have what we would call a pre-stage ritual where it helps you kind of get into the zone, get into state, helps you manage the nerves, and then go out there and Drop it like it's hot. Smashing, smashing, amazing, Elliot K. I'm gonna read the questions from my phone. Sorry, from my laptop now. Easier. Ah, oh, you see, getting all technological on me. Mm. So, how do I know what topics are going to be of the greatest interest to my audience? Fantastic very, question. Very important. Several things you can do. Ask the event organizer. <clears throat> Again, this seems to have a theme to it. Ask the event organizer whoever's booking you, again, what's their greatest pain, what's their problem, you know, what other speakers have said. I'm not just repeating myself, but these questions are very close. The other thing you can do is do pre-attendance questionnaires. So where you ask the event organizer to send out certain questions that they answer, you get the feedback and the data, which allows you then to understand what is the best content to present in front of them. Then you re-engineer your content because you have an extra structure that I taught you, like my signature talk structure or my keynote structure, right? And then from there, what you do is you then go and present and you drop it like it's hot. Drop it like Thanks it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Next question. Bring it. You've already answered this, but anyway, how many times should you rehearse a speech? How long is a piece of string? Here's the thing. <clears throat> when you're learning something, I would say you rehearse at least 50 times before going out there and delivering. Why is that? If you do it 10 times, you'll get comfortable and you think you know. If you do it 20 times, you'll get competent and you think you've got it. If you do 30 times, things will pop up that you didn't expect, you didn't know, uh, or suddenly you'll say things in a way you never said it before. If you do it 40 times, you get all of the above plus you'll start to get that real feel of confidence. You do it 50 times, 
you'll really get that feeling that you know it inside out and back to front, right? So that's why it should be 50 times minimum. Now, if it's a talk you're doing on a regular basis, I would practice it at least once a week. I'll go through it, watch footage, listen back to it. How can I tweak? You know, uh, if not, but then building up to a talk that you're doing, even if you know it, I'd still go through it 10 to 20 times before. If it's a massive, like if you go in front of thousands of people, uh, and let's say you've been doing smaller rooms, you need to go again 50 times. And I'll tell you what, because your gestures need to be bigger. Your projection needs to change. Your body needs to be bigger. And the energy that you need to deliver it on has to be bigger. And I've seen people that go from rooms of 100 to 1,000 and they burn out halfway through because they're not used to projecting the energy like that. So that's something you need to practice. Mm. Powerful stuff. Got you thinking, um, haven't you? I guess, yeah, it got me thinking. I well, love you. If you haven't got that energy, how do you get that energy? So Practice. Absolutely. And guidance. Work with people like me or you. Mentorship. And practice. Coaching. Practice the heck out of it. Training. Thank you for that, Elliot. Yes. Lots so of Red Bull. Give me a transition sound. Red Bull. Well, no. Last time I had Red Bull, I ended up in hospital. So. Oh, yeah, not good. Not good for my tummy. You know what? Ooh. Here we go. What's happening? I'm on Riverside, mate. Hey, mate. So, what's the best? number of messages to try to communicate when I'm giving a speech? It depends on the length, right, uh, of the talk, but I would still stick to three main messages that lead to one climactic one. So our brain loves threes, we remember threes, and make sure they build on each other. They're not like very different from each other, but three is the magic number. And then I would end with a beautifully strong, powerful, enrolling, empowering, inspiring, motivational, inspirational message at the end that blows people away. You get me fun. There we go, people. Are you listening to this? Are you taking notes? Are you re-listening to this? Are you taking action? Are you ready for the next question, Elliot K? Yes, but you're going to do a quick sponsorship break. Oh. And remember that you're listening to the Public Speaking Experts podcast with Jose Ucar and Elliot K. We are loving it and we are loving the fact that you are listening and following and subscribing to our podcast. You're sharing it with your audience as well. You're learning and you are taking action. People, if you want to get in touch, you know where to reach myself or Elliot. You can go to joseucar.com or to, and I always mess this up. So what's your website, Elliot? You've got too many. No, Which just the publicspeakingexpertpodcast.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can focus on that one. And today's episode is being sponsored by Bros in Marketing. Bros in Marketing is a business I run with my brother. Yeah, makes sense. Bros in Marketing. And we create incredible showreels for speakers. And that's one of the most important assets if you want to get booked and get paid to speak. Thank you very much for listening. And let's carry on with the next question. Amazing. Bros in Marketing. Over to you, yeah. man. Thank you so, so much, brother. Are you ready? Loving, loving you all. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting the other one. So, should you memorize your entire presentation? Why? And why not?
It's a bit of a controversial <laughs> question in there. Why and why not? Should you remember? Yes is the answer. Um, I don't believe in scripts, okay? So I'm not one to say script your, your, your talk, but definitely memorize your from beginning to end, back to front, side. Like, here's the thing, right? A lot of speakers end up relying on technology and technology goes down. You should be able to deliver your talk without slides. Full stop, boom, right? So that's why you need to memorize and that's why you must. Now, of course, technology magnifies your talk, but it should not replace you as a speaker. You are still the speaker, you're still holding the space, and you're still the one that's going out there to deliver the talk. That's why. Why not? I should. I, I can't think why not. Why would you not want to go out there and be the best version of yourself with the ability to perform in excellence beyond that, in your genius to enroll, empower, and educate your audience? Why would you ever, ever not want to memorize your talk? So I don't have an answer to why not. The only reason I can think about it is that you're Jose and you're a rebel and you won't do what you tell me. Uh, and that's why you wouldn't memorize it. You're not, you're not, you're that, not my dad. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why you would not. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess you meant, I mean, maybe it's the angle of scripting because I think, you know, when you script, it's just then too rigid. But then if you have the structures that you recommend, then it gives you that freedom. But at the same time, I mean, you're memorizing stuff. I mean, you're memorizing your stories, you're practicing it, you're rehearsing yeah, exactly. it. So yeah, otherwise, yes. you know, what's the point? Don't go out and wing it. Don't go out there and wing it because you're not going to get paid for that. Exactly. So Elliot, transition for the next question. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it okay <laughs> to read from notes during a presentation? Well, I know you're giving it the thumbs down, but here's what I say about that. As long as the notes are a trigger to remind you versus you relying on your notes. So some of the best TED Talks, the people are reading. They're reading their notes, their cue cards, but they have absolutely rehearsed the notes. They haven't relied on the notes. Therefore, when they glance down, they're still able to very quickly look up and deliver the talk with impact. I, I, I would rather you didn't, but if you must, it's you've got to rehearse it. You've got to know the order. They've got to be easy to follow, not heavy on information. So you go, what did I put here? Or, you know, the, if you flick one and you drop them, they're all in an order that you can't follow. So I say if you must, then they must only be used as a prompt to remind you what to say next and not replace your your talk is my answer. Well, I will I will also say people, because yeah, the notes, I personally don't like the notes. Elliot has got a point. You can also use this baby. There are memory techniques that will help you memorizing those bits as well. Ways in which you can create connections. And there are some very valid techniques that we can help you with so that you memorize those points so you don't have any notes and you just share your greatness as you can and as you will. Transition for the next question, Elliot K, please. Yes. Why not? How do I prepare a news note? Uh, there we go again. How do I prepare a news note? I think I kind of yeah. answered that already, didn't I? Yeah. So I think it's, it's we've already I mean, done. Go we've got the... Yeah, you see yeah, notes. I mean, you, you will find another way and you will be greater, even greater because you're going to be free. You know you've got it all in here. Practice, though. 
Uh, how do I prepare a news notes? <laughs> what, what is the best way to start a presentation? Pow! I love that one. Oh, that's a good one. There's so many ways you can start a presentation. Can you not say, hello, I'm Jose? You can. And then you'll sound like everyone else that starts with, hello, I'm Jose. Um, well, everybody says, hi, I'm a speaker. My name is Elliot Kay. I'm going to be 10,000 miles if I'm speaking. I've written five books. I want to be a know, um, Here's what I suggest you do. If you really know your audience, you know it will go down well as well. Look, you want to disrupt the thinking. That's the key here when it comes to the opening of the way. So whether it's climbing up a ladder, pretending you're going to jump to start it off. If it's reading notes of your audience and what they have filled in previous to you coming on stage, if it's a statement, if it's stats, a question, a story, <clears throat> what it's got to do initially is interrupt the audience's thoughts so they lean in, they're thinking. Because apart from going, hi, my name's Jose, or my name's Elliot, and I'm a speaker, and I've told the audience that all I'm going to do is talk about myself, right, versus doing something that jolts them, gets them thinking, gets them sit up. Like a friend of ours, um, he, he uses a didgeridoo. He comes on stage and goes, he beatboxes into it. Anyway, terrible version. And then he explains why. So he originally catches them out straight away, didgeridoo. So what you want to do is get people's thoughts jolted. You want to interrupt them cognitively and then... Um, Use your opening like that. So that's why I would say, I know it's not an exact way of doing it, but that is one of the ways to do it. Do it, do it right. Do it to me. If you want to do it, do it right now. Okay. How many you got left? How many are you hitting me with? Just the one. Just the one. I've given you nine, and this is number 10. So how Go on. It is the last one, people. Yeah. Are you sad? Are you sad like I am? Yes. I'm not sad. I'm actually very excited because I'm going to, get off the call and I don't get to see Elliot K in a while. Cool. Well, this is a call. This is a podcast epic. So we are okay. Whatever. The question, listen to the question so that you can answer it. It makes sense. You first listen and then you answer. How do I start a speech with an ice breaker? Ice, ice breaker. That's the question. How do I start yeah. a speech with an ice breaker? Yeah, that's the question. With an ice breaker? Uh, with a with okay. a nice break. Huh? No, with a nice breaker. Okay, bad job. A nice break. Okay. So, here's you've got to choose the icebreaker that either is going to create unity, connection, warmth, laughter. The reason we do an icebreaker is to get people engaged and enrolled, right? So if you're going to choose an icebreaker, then make sure it's one that gets as many people engaged, as many people laughing, smiling, and happy as possible. Um, because what you – and, and it's very easy to do, right? Because the last thing you want is people going, what? I don't understand. I feel stupid. And I don't – from the word go. And then it puts you in a disadvantage as a speaker because they, they're not getting you as a speaker from the word go. So they've got their defenses up. Versus a very simple icebreaker that's easy to follow, that's fun and people are smiling. So when you end it like that, they're, they're more connected 
and you've shifted the energy in the room. Um, you know, that's the kind of icebreaker I'd recommend you start with. I mean, there's tons of different ones to choose from. You just need to Google icebreakers. Test them out. See how they go down. And then that's the one. The one that goes down the best, the one that's more consistent, the one that's easy to explain, that's the one I would go with. And that's how you do it. So, how do I do, Jose? This is how you do it. You've done very well, Elliot K. It's been a pleasure. This is how we do it. I, I, I don't usually know the lyrics to many songs, not even in Spanish. Guess but? I'm lazy like that. No, there's no but. I just don't. I just wanted to no, why not? wrap up the What's show. Why not what? So is that why a limiting not? belief? That's just a limiting belief. That's a limiting belief. There we go. So I'll start memorizing them. People, you have heard the answers from Elliot K to 10 different questions. These are popular topics that we decided to pick from the internet in order to answer some and some of questions. our rooms by the way yeah that as well from clubhouse we've done what close to 200 rooms now probably about 180 by now yeah yeah so there we so go. close to 200 you're right yeah it is close so 180 it is quite close to 200 it makes sense so only 20 away right yeah there we go some money yeah. some more cash in there some more tips i love it i'll bring you a pizza later for whatever reason mm -hmm. yeah i'm still waiting okay, for my people. birthday present uh yeah you well I don't know what to say. I owe you the birthday present. I will, I will bring myself me. to you. Come on, yeah, then. You I, keep threatening. I know, I know, Peter. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, people, you've listened then to the Public Speaking Experts podcast. Please take action, as we always like to say. Subscribe. Actually, click subscribe to this. Leave us a comment. Share it with your audience. And then, we, if you send us a picture, Elliot is going to be shipping a free copy of his book and soon and this is down to me by the way soon we're going to be launching a book together but since i haven't checked some some of the chapters then it's not ready yet but it will be it will be this year hopefully before that and yes it is my responsibility and i take ownership i failed a little bit and i'm in the process of doing it people i love you we will leave you only until next week any final words elliot k over to you my friend it's great to be back after two weeks away from podcasting. Yeah. No, I think listen to the answers, take action, you know, be consistent, be persistent. Remember that you're out there to not only be a great speaker, but to speak your greatness. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.